Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cookbook Circle Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends with a shared love of food, cooking, and all things cookbooks. We are now in the third season of this podcast. And this one is all about, well, not really anything in particular. We are themeless. So you can expect deep dives on certain dishes, reviews of cookbooks, of course, but there'll be new cookbooks, old cookbooks, all sorts of cookbooks. And of course, we'll be asking you, our lovely listeners, for some input on episodes that we're going to do. It's going to be so It's going to be so fun. fun. And if you love what we do, we're also on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help to cover the podcast costs from the books themselves to the ingredients for what we cook. And in return, you'll get some fun stuff like bonus mini-sodes. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now, let's get to the fun part. Um, what you didn't <laughs> oh Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas for anyone who's listening in the future it's the 20th of December <laughs> and we're feeling festive Ooh. are we who's listening in the future <laughs> oh like you've come back and listened to our archive yeah because oh. like, everyone's going to be listening in the future because this doesn't come out until the future. I'm thinking of some AI bot, you know, since we're on the theme. Ooh. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Topical. 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 Um, um, how are you? I'm wonderful, you know, still working. Not sure why. <laughs> Five days before so, Christmas. Sorry to hear that. Um, and yeah, just eating lots, drinking lots and feeling generally... Yeah, 
festive and friended up. <laughs> it's been a lot of festive social occasions. And yeah, yeah, I, I could hibernate for a little while. Happens. Yeah. You, and you should. I will. <laughs> What's your um, thoughts on Irish coffee this time of year? Or as you just call it, coffee, I guess. <laughs> I really regret. Um, I've, it's come to mind many times in our last episode when we were talking about Christmas. And I was saying that it can be hard for some people. And the first thing I said to comfort every, yourself was, make that coffee Irish. <laughs> and I, I regret that on so many levels, I can't tell you. <laughs> you know, we don't all have to resort to alcohol to help us out and also just like reinforcing my um, Irish stereotype but um, what is my thought on Irish coffee I've never been like a massive fan but lately I've come around to it Um, yeah it's um, it's okay it's the I don't know sometimes the cream can be a bit like a lot um, mm. when we were in Dublin recently we got one because, and it turned out we were in the like home of the Irish coffee pub in Dublin Oh, and fucking they charged mm. us like I think it was like 12 euro or something for this Irish coffee it was insanely expensive is it just like Kenko and then like <laughs> a load of booze I think, or like I think what it's a, I think they maybe put a double shot of whiskey because it was quite um, strong and then no they did brew the coffee so that's fair and then, yeah, they put the cream on top or whatever. But, um, yeah, it can be good. But I think in the wrong hands, it could be very, very bad. Mm. Are you? Have you yeah. ever sampled? It's not your thing. No, I, not my thing. I mean, I love coffee. I don't really like whiskey. Yeah. Or cream, right? Um, I think, yeah, and cream, yeah. Although I did, I did, I didn't, did I send it to you? Maybe I didn't send it to you. We saw some tweets the other day about someone who'd moved from, I think, the UK to Ireland. And they were talking about how much better the dairy is there. Well, that's true. Like, how just, like, better quality the cream and butter and milk and everything is. Uh, More expensive, but better. And I was like, can't go and get me some of that. Yeah, I mean, it's the one, yeah, benefit to this very rural, wet (laughs) country that rural wet country not not this one um yeah <laughs> there's no benefits to this rural wet country <laughs> Very <few. laughs> literally nothing um oh that's nice i like to hear nice things about when people move to ireland and have a nice time <laughs> and butter right well Kerrygold. you like to hear nice things about yeah, butter uh, Ker- yeah Kerrygold and Kerrygold only we saw Kerrygold in barbados did i tell you that I mean, it bangs. There's like a silver wrapper version, that, which I think is like the exported one that they sell in like, yeah, right. um, in further afield countries. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> we digress. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Good. I've had no, I've had no booze this Christmas season. Yeah, but you're, you're a much um, better person than me on the booze front in general. <clears throat> I'm also ill. I've been ill. I've had COVID, lads. And it's like the bad kind, you know, like, yeah, it's been it's really knocked me out. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, life update. Uh, Hannah and I no longer work together. I've left my job at the place we used to work. Mm. And what's happened is I left my job and then uh, my body is just like switched off. Yeah. Um, and 
my immune system's just been like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and I've just been ill for like the three weeks <laughs> since my last day. So that's not been as fun as I'd hoped, but never mind. I'm coming out of it just in time for Christmas and uh, today, which is uh, Marcus, my son's second birthday. So those of you who've listened to us for a while, you'll obviously remember us, me, us having (laughs) Marcus. I'd love to take some credit, but I really had nothing to do with it. No child that cute could have Um, ever had anything to do with me. (laughs) Oh, that's not true. He is really cute. So, um, yes. Uh, but otherwise, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, doing Christmas eating. eating. What? Yeah. <clears throat> I really like. I don't know if you've been to the supermarket in the past <laughs> few days, but because it's the week before Christmas, uh, all of your like standard Christmas dinner things are like nineteen p a bag. Yes. What the hell? So as part of this exercise, this podcast exercise, I got a very um, popular vegetable. And yeah, what the hell? Well, on the like nectar price. So if you're a member. Popular in the UK, popular in Ireland. Uh, both. Um, oh. And yeah, it was 19p for this veg. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, why is yeah. it not like I, yeah yesterday I bought a big thing of Brussels sprouts because I just I like Brussels yeah. sprouts um, and I think they're underrated because people don't cook them right uh, yeah and I I, yeah 19p insane should always be like this <laughs> why isn't it always like this I know um, <laughs> so a couple of things a couple of housekeeping yes. bits to get out of the way housekeeping yeah we're not editing this episode because it's the day before it comes out. <laughs> and um, that's not usually when we like to record, but it's for the aforementioned reasons of life being nuts and Vic being sick and mostly Sickness, yeah. Um, yeah, <clears throat> chaos that surrounds our both of our lives. Uh, we're just going to, we're going to go raw and uncut. <laughs> that's how you like your Christmas turkey, isn't it? I'm glad you said Christmas turkey. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yes, we are raw and uncut. It's uh, yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. Oh, we're pros yes, by we've had, now. We've had, it's December, and <laughs> so unless something really dramatic happens, in which case you'll hear like a stop, <laughs> and then it'll start again. <laughs> Because we've just haphazardly edited some kind of, you know, terrible bit out. Um, but we're channeling our Greg James, our inner Greg Jameses. Are we? Uh, as I always am. But just because he's good at live, talking oh, live and, yes. you know, being unedited, raw and unedited. <laughs> we love Greg James. I would like Greg James for Christmas. Um, the second piece of housekeeping <laughs> is that we asked you guys for your thoughts for a pre-christmas episode because we did gingerbread the last Mm. one so we wanted to do and we know we're like five days out from christmas so we just wanted to do a kind of bonus silly one and there were some great ideas a lot of them quite seasonal like christmas recipes and stuff like that yeah cookbooks of favorite cookbooks of the year things like do you have a favorite cookbook of the year or should we not talk about that in case we do something else? No, time. I don't think we will, will we? But, like, um, I don't know. It's hard to know because we haven't done loads of, like, current ones this year. Well, I guess we have. 
maybe Brie Graham. Brie Graham. I feel like she that stands up, stands up and out for me. Stand up, stand out, stand in to my kitchen. <laughs> I feel like I've come back to it a million times, and it's great. Yes, I loaned it to someone at work who didn't appreciate it mm. as much as I thought, and I went to their desk when they weren't there and grabbed it back seized it back after a week nice. because I was like you're not appreciating this you haven't even probably opened it so I took it back but yeah I think I'd be with you on that one and that's why I've left my job everyone these people because uh they don't appreciate <laughs> co- good cookbooks when they see them <laughs> um but one of the ideas that we really liked was and we've thought about this before as well right like playing around with like AI and yeah chat gpt and things like that when it comes to recipes because it's a bit it's a bit well it's topical but it's also quite frankly terrifying (laughs) it's terrifying and fun at the same time like all good things yes if if it doesn't scare you then is it even worth doing (laughs) (laughs) what is that shit like some kind of feel the fear (laughs) and do it anyway (laughs) ChatGPT, <laughs> some LinkedIn <laughs> crap right there. And um, do you use ChatGPT in any other areas of your life, like outside of food? Well, I'm looking for a job, <laughs> and I knew this as we know, <laughs> I totally set you up. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a job, and it does is good aid for uh, cover letters. And for picking out like key things in a job description that you should put in your cover letter, yeah. um, I don't use it entirely for writing cover letters because it's very like Americanized. I, fa- I yeah, found, that's true. Um, but it is good for that. And I haven't used it yet, but a lot of people say it's good for like interview prep. Oh, like putting the job job description and then like saying, "Oh, come up, come up with some questions that, for this oh, job." Oh, that's interesting. Which actually is a good idea. Um, yeah. Uh, interestingly, on the subject of interviews, and absolutely nothing to do with food, but that hasn't stopped us before. Um, my best friend Louise, who you know as well, interviews a lot as mm-hmm. part of her job. And her favourite interview question is to ask people their dream job. Oh. Isn't that... I don't know what I'd say because it would never be related to the job that I'm applying for. <laughs> it would yeah. be like to own like a cookbook shop with you and like, yeah, yes. bake every day. And yeah, I don't know, a pet friendly cookbook bakery shop. Yeah. Um, which I don't think. That's yeah. weird. I asked an, uh, I asked a question in a job interview recently Um that I didn't get the job (laughs) but when they called me to tell me that I didn't get the job they told me that that question was so good and brave that I asked that they were going to use it in like an interview they had coming up for like a non-exec position (laughs) and the CEO told me that we haven't given you the job but I really like that question so I'm going to steal it. Oh my god are you at at, at liberty to share what the question was? No um no it was um it's just like at the end of the, uh, and obviously, you know, your mileage may vary with this, but, and I haven't, I've done it a couple of times. I don't do it every one, but it's just asking if there's anything that has come up during the interview process that 
the panel are still kind of worried about or want clarity about based on my experience or or anything I've talked about so that I can clear they up. have the opportunity to ask more and I have the opportunity to speak to ah, it um well because I just think it gives um it gives everybody a really good idea of like where you're at yes you're brave as a soldier that's good it's it can be a scary one to ask right because what if it was like oh yeah something that you didn't want to talk about again or it was like a question that you like skimmed over because you weren't sure <laughs> yeah and that's I mean that's what happens and I think frankly in that interview I think that's ultimately ultimately what came up uh was the was issues with something not issues but like your criminal uh, past concerns about my experience in what yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we don't like to talk yes. about it. My, you know, illegally imported Irish dairy business <laughs> that I went to. Yeah, we don't prison we for. Don't touch on it much, but Vic's done time. <laughs> done time. I'm not just talking about the job I just left. No. <laughs> um, um, yes, ChatGPT is great for job stuff. <laughs> yes, job stuff, but otherwise not really. Like I do like. I like to play around with it. Do you, have you used it much? Just for, yeah, cover letters to get me going because, not cover letters get me going, quite hmm? the opposite actually, cover letters like, <laughs> absolutely kill my soul. So to get me started on cover letters, I'll like prompt chat GPT. But I think that's, the prompts are an art unto themselves, right? And I think anyone who works in it or like the brief exposure I've had to anyone who kind of works with AI or like interacts or tries to leverage it as part of work like getting that kind of prompt system right is mm. yeah it takes some time and takes some yeah like understanding of the tool and how it works and I think I've realized that with this um episode as well when I was just trying to like mess around with it and see what it could yeah. do um I did ask you know, as a little opener to chat GPT, see what, you know, what it could do. I did warm it up. Yeah. Just get it, get it going. Buy a little drink and sit it down by the fire. (laughs) (laughs) I asked it to write me um, a Christmas poem in the style of Nigella. Oh, love that. Let's hear it. It's very long. So I won't, I don't, I won't. Can you read it in the style of Nigella, please? So it slightly struggled with this. It wrote it kind of about right. Nigella. So it was like, okay. <laughs> um, That's also yeah, fine. the second verse is a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of delight. In Nigella's world, the season takes flight. Velvet darkness, stars oh. in the sky, a culinary symphony. Oh, hi, oh how time does fly. <laughs> oh, Ooh. it was um, my um, favorite verse, though, has to be. Uh, I don't know, a couple down. It's, yes, it's it's lengthy. Nigella, the in, the enchantress. Oh my God, I can't speak. Nigella, the enchantress in the kitchen's embrace, whispers secrets of grace, a festive embrace. Her words dance like tinsel, so elegant and light, guiding us through this merry Christmas night. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, Enta- enchantress. It, yeah, I can't, it, en- I can't say the word. Enchantress. Enchantress is is that a word? I think so Nigella would know. That is, I mean, well done for doing that. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was struck on struggling. on Nigella. She's got a Christmas, a new Christmas thing out. I don't know if it's been played yet. There's something about like Amsterdam Christmas or something. 
but have you seen Nigel Slater's little viral moment he's had this week? Is that about a suggestive photo on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Of a quince tart. Is it quince? Peach? No, it can't be peach this time of year. He's put a picture of some... of. Is it... What is it? I've just opened it up because my sister sent it to the group chat. <laughs> I'm off Instagram at the moment and I miss all these fun things. But yes, it was a quince custard tart. And it's absolutely so suggestive. Yeah. <clears throat> Go and look it up, everyone. And the comments um, are great. So... <laughs> so someone, someone well, someone wrote something nice, I think, being like, Nige, I'm going to put it down to your being a sweet gay man that you've no idea what you've posted. Merry Christmas. Mm. And then someone... He's not a child. Oh, no. like... But that did get 5,163 likes. And then someone else has written... Mm. written oh, my God. For, I can't speak today. Sorry, lads. Um, someone else has written nice vulvety texture. Mm. <laughs> Oh, I don't like I'm that. I'm sorry. Any, oh, the comments are... Jamie Oliver's even weighed in. All he's written is, ha, 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 ha. Merry Christmas. Vic's just giving me a look. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, he's just everywhere this time of year, isn't he? Oh, James. Yeah, James. James. Um, I did also... He's James. He's James. I asked... Um, I was trying to... I've, I thought, like, ChatGPT was, like, a fun experiment in, like, playing around with, like, the chefs with the most distinctive voices and, like, seeing how they would, um, yeah, spit something back. And I asked um, ChatGPT what Molly Baz would call turkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they suggested that something that might reflect her energetic and vibrant style. She could potentially give it a fun and catchy name, like... Gobblicious roast bird, <laughs> or citrus crazed feathered feast. <laughs> Hopefully, it wouldn't be feathered. I love gobblicious roast yeah, bird. I can't wait for my gobblicious roast bird on Christmas. Um, but I... or it'd be gobblicious roast roasty bee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would be more like a turkizzle or something, or like. Turkey Twizzler. RIP. Thanks, Jamie, for nothing. Um, sorry, that's very, very niche banter there for everybody who doesn't didn't grow up at a very certain time in this country. Uh, <laughs> very niche. Oh, I also asked. Please it. don't take my Turkey Twizzlers away. away. Uh, I, it looks like I also it? asked it. I mean, about two weeks ago, to write me a Christmas poem in the style of Nigel Slater. <laughs> wow, I was really having fun. Oh. I, I forgot that it stores stuff. But that yeah, I think that's really useful. I asked it uh, two months ago. Two months ago, a month ago, what the ten best cookbooks of all time are. Oh, aka seen <clears> one of the cookbook circle. Yeah, and they're all. Nope, they're not. <laughs> so here's what they we got: mastering the art of French cooking, Sick. done it. Uh, joy of cooking, Sick. 
I also asked it after this, what's the best-selling cookbook of all time? And the joy of cooking was the answer. Okay. Essentials of Italian Cooking by Mar- Marcella Hazan. Yep. Uh, Marcella? Mar- we knew at the time. Marcella. I think it was Marcella. We did. How to Cook Everything by Mark Bittman. I know that's on the wider list that we did, but um, on Food and Cooking by Harold McGee. Oh. The Silver Spoon oh. by Fiden Press. Oh. Uh, the Essentials of French Cooking by James Peterson. Oh, we don't have any of these. Thai Food by David no, Thompson. No. Done it. Mauro. Oh, yeah. And Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So yeah, we did quite yeah, well. Yeah, we did all right. I mean, there. what does ChatGPT know anyway? No, then it does say, remember, the best cookbook for you may depend on your personal cooking interests, skill level, and the types of cuisine you prefer. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Okay, Thanks, chat. So what did you... So we decided to take a recipe each or to give it a prompt for a recipe each not tell each Mm. other what as usual not tell each other what the recipe was and then discuss so discuss do you want to share what your recipe was yeah shall i talk you through my process your creative process (laughs) i'm fascinated (laughs) so i thought it would be best to start with an ingredient because I was like, the world is my oyster here, right? I can't just ask for... Um, and I guess oysters? we also should say that... <laughs> Give me a recipe <laughs> No, <for> I wish. <laughs> eat them. Yeah. Shock them and eat them. <laughs> Tattoo that on me. Um, yes, so... We also should say that we try to do some... We could try to put a, like, a Christmassy slant... Yeah on it didn't we a little yeah. bit Love a um and we do Except for my christmas tree <laughs> christmasy slant I like that's, that to be that's our band name of the week <laughs> oh. um so i had some fresh cranberries because i saw them in the yeah. shop and i really like cranberries i never really know what to do with them but i just like them and they're very christmasy as you all Two know questions do you like the cranberries, yep. the band? Uh, yes, as much as anybody can. I mean, some people can, more than others. <laughs> <laughs> um, are they zombie? Yes. Okay, yes, also I do like linger. them. Um, let me tell you... Do you know Linger? Mm? Do you know Linger, the song Linger? But Maybe. Linger, Linger, Linger. I just have no brain left. <laughs> linger looking good. <laughs> I was going to sing it for you, and now I'm not. But anyone who doesn't know the song Linger, off you pop and listen to it after this episode. It's great. Okay. <laughs> um, there is absolutely going to be a throwback joke to this in about two minutes when I get to my uh, what I cooked. <clears throat> um, but here's a fun anecdote about me and the song Zombie. Yeah. Uh, my very good friend Carly who I, I lived in Japan my with. Carly. Uh, my yes. Carly. My, it's an iCarly joke there. That is an iCarly joke. Well, yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I love that. Um, her karaoke song, one of her karaoke songs is Zombie by the Cranberries. Yes. And I have been to karaoke with her more than I've been to karaoke with anybody. <laughs> uh, and she would sing this song. And I basically I only knew this song from 
Carly singing it. I'd never heard it in real mm. life. I'd only heard Carly oh, singing right. it. And then uh, now I have heard it outside <laughs> of this. But I frankly thought it was this like weird niche song that she knew. <laughs> And because it's just a bit shouty, it's quite a good like, yeah, quite a good karaoke screamer. Um, But it turns out it's actually a very popular song and great song. It's fantastic. I think I we've had so many conversations in life and on the podcast. I now no longer remember what was on the podcast and what was in life. But I remember going to a hen a couple of years ago where. We did karaoke on the Saturday night, my friend Dominique's hen. And we, I, yeah, I was basically made to perform, being Irish, to perform Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor um, and Zombie. Oh, and I just had to stand in the corner <laughs> and perform them for people like a little... Did you have to do that whilst doing an Irish dance? No, or? everyone knows I can't do an Irish dance. <laughs> 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 you are Michael Flatley in uh, Flatley, Flatley. <laughs> Michael Flatley in across the uh, across the karaoke room. My question number two about the your cranberries is: Can you eat cranberries raw? Yes. Yeah. Surely. I don't know. Are they like a? I don't know. Some berries really need. Imagine they'd be incredibly like tart. Yeah, exactly. Like, like um, yeah, I don't think they're the best when they're raw. I don't know. No. Anyway. I thought you need to cook them. Anyway, so. <coughs> that's the COVID. Um, <laughs> so, I knew I wanted to use these fresh cranberries. I didn't know what I wanted to make. Uh, so, I started just asking you, like, what, what should I bake with fresh cranberries? And then it suggested, how about trying a cranberry orange muffin? Um, like, no recipe, just like. Yeah here's an here's an idea and then I just replied can I have a more innovative recipe wow (laughs) and it suggested cranberry brie pull apart bread and I just replied to it I don't like cheese (laughs) oh so you were having like a full back and forth oh yeah me and me and old chat g we're good um okay so then we really got into it so then they offered me like a biscotti thing good yeah. and then i was like have you got anything else maybe in the style of claire saffitz oh interesting so this is what i did i was like oh what about claire saffitz and then and then i thought i was i thought i was done here because this is a great recipe suggestion uh a cranberry almond tart with a twist Ooh. so it suggests this um like an almond crust tart with almond frangipan and then cranberries on top like baked Ooh, nice like you throw it all in the oven um and then so i was like yeah that sounds great can you give me the detailed recipe so i got the detailed recipe and then i was like actually i don't i can't afford this many almonds i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> um so i was like oh that's great um and then i asked it how about a recipe using fresh cranberries in the style of Alison Roman? Interesting. I was like, let's pit, let's pit these two behemoths against each other. Um, and this is the one I ended up going for. And this is what I made, right? So okay. it uh, suggested trying cranberry pistachio linza cookies. Oh, nice. Or as we're going to call them, linger cookies. 
cranberry <laughs> the cranberries pistachio linger cookies inspired by Alison Roman style um so we don't use the word linzer for these type of cookies or biscuits here right like we'd say just say it's like a sandwich cookie yeah. it's like a jammy dodger yeah, yeah so it's like two biscuits and then in the middle you've got some kind of jam sweet yeah yeah thing. um and it says here's a simplified version of the recipe which i thought that was an interesting thing to say because it seems like a fine recipe so don't mansplain to me chat gpt i've got <laughs> i'm fine i'm very very talented chef um okay so for the cookie dough you it's a cup of unsalted butter softened oh. half a cup of granulated sugar uh, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, two cups of all-purpose sh- shower, flour. Shower me and <laughs> All-purpose shower. <laughs> uh, half a cup of ground pistachios and half a teaspoon of salt. Right. So I think it's like a kind of like a shortbready yeah. dough. That's how it feels, like quite crumbly. So you beat together the sugar and the butter, add the vanilla extract, light and make that light and fluffy and then you just add the flour pistachios and salt mix until just combined um and this is where it gets funny right so it says divide the dough in half shape each half in into a disc wrap in plastic and chill in the refrigerator for at least 30 minutes right (coughs) never once does it say what to do with the two halves <laughs> there's no reason to split it in half i understand why it's asking me to do that because you're gonna like cut a hole in half of them yeah. right because you're gonna sandwich the biscuits right. um but it never comes back to that at any point <laughs> which i think is quite funny um so it's not perfect so you've done that you've made your cookie dough very simple nice and easy it's also quite a big recipe because obviously you're making two biscuits for each mm cookie and then for the cranberry filling it's like it's a cup of cranberries half a cup of granulated sugar a zest of an orange and a quarter of a cup of water and you just put that over a medium heat all together until the cranberries burst and the mixture thickens about 10 to 15 minutes and you kind of just let that cool so it's essentially just like a little jam yeah that smelled amazing though made my house smell so Christmassy. and then so this is when disaster struck in my house and Hannah knows about this because I was like halfway through making these and I got a call from uh, Marcus's nursery to say that he'd thrown up three times. Three times? I don't think I knew. And we needed to come and get him. Thrice. Oh, it was three times. throwing up. Poor Alice at his nursery because it was all over her trousers. Oh, every time. Is Alice uh, a, an so employee she... or a fellow child? <laughs> <laughs> an employee oh <laughs> I, I threw up in school over my um, classmates history book <laughs> oh. when I was like eight oh. <laughs> don't think we bought him a new one either we probably should have done that shouldn't we was it like a not not like a like a textbook yeah, a textbook, yeah. oh like the exercise book where he's lost all his no. work. All his GCSE history coursework. Well, this is me. I was eight, so the, GS, the GCSE equivalent was a while away. But um, I do issue a form of apology, Mark Collins, for not, not, buying, oh, not buying you a new book. Where is he now? I don't know. 
telling this story on his podcast somewhere, probably. <laughs> his history podcast. <laughs> okay, so he's thrown off <clears throat> rice. Alice's trousers are ruined. Your cranberries are Alice's and um, <clears throat> the, the cranberries are done and everything's chilling in the fridge. Right. And it was going to be for 30 minutes, but it turned out to be about 16 <laughs> hours because uh, illness has uh, plagued my house. Anyway, but it's fine. So I did them later on, but I definitely chilled them for too long. The, it was, the, the dough was unrolloutable. Oh. had to warm them up a bit, like in my hands, to get them out. But essentially, you kind of roll them out and then cut with with whatever cutter you're using. You cut out, like, it says circles here. Uh, and I think this is where you should have the two halves, but I was doing it as per the GPT recipe. So you've got one half, like, whole round cookies, yeah. and the other half, uh, you need to cut, like, a hole in them. Yeah. Because, so the jam, like, shines through. Yeah. Uh, so I have a little, a little star cutter and cut stars out of them. And then you bake them for 10 to 12 minutes or until the edges are lightly golden. Leave them to cool and then assemble. So you get a whole round yeah. jam. slather on the jam and then sandwich the one on top. Yeah. And that's it. Leave, you know, eat them. And they were very crumbly the dough was quite crumbly okay. i mean it, it it held its own yeah. mostly yeah. um you know pro- well if you you press too hard on the on the top one it, it was over so it was a, it was a broken cookie that's a metaphor for life isn't it if anyone presses too hard <laughs> on me <laughs> this is prompting Vic to choke and cough up off on mute but yeah i i think we shouldn't press too hard on anyone's top, <laughs> lest they crumble. No, you shouldn't press too hard on anyone's anything, <laughs> frankly, um, unless that's what they want and you've uh, gained that consent. Uh, consent. Um, <laughs> consent to press hard on your top. So, yeah, but the 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 taste was lovely. Oh. I loved that cranberry jam. Still got a load left. Oh. Um, was it quite tart? Uh, was there enough sugar to... Yes, but, but because the... Sh- Mm, tart in ex- exactly the way that you want it, yeah. like against like the pistachio kind of flavour. And yeah, I, I liked all the flavours. I just think it could have been a better cookie. Yeah. Um, Maybe if you hadn't pressed so hard on it, it would be crumb. a better cookie, Vic. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my a metaphor for parenting, isn't it? <laughs> that's my LinkedIn post. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I... I liked them. Whether they were Alice and Romany, I'm not sure. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. You want to hear that voice coming through, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Something a little. I guess. I guess what's Alice and Romany about them is they're not super sweet, right? They've got that pistachio, which is very can be savoury. Yeah. They've got cranberries, which are like tart the orange really came through it's, i mean it's nice but it's um yeah yeah what i thought was interesting just going back to the claire saffitz one was that and i was going to text you about this but i was like i'll oh, we'll leave it for the pod <laughs> is that 
it had this almond crust, like I said, but it said to just throw everything in the oven together so you didn't pre-bake the oh, yeah. blind bake the crust and I was like you probably should do that though shouldn't you for a, was it a frangipan yeah well frangipan was going on top oh on top yeah as in yeah next to the base I used to do that in the cafe yeah. I would not pre-bake the crust oh. with a frangipan you chat GPT all the lights <laughs> but I think sometimes I did have a soggy bottom so I think you have to make sure that you're <coughs> on a really um, hot baking sheet or something so that it does mm. get that crispy base that little crispy butt As, um, but all in all I was impressed yeah, not too not too shabby by the chat by the chat GPT um, I, I, see, I, I did go um, <laughs> Yeah, asked him a bit more. Asked him a bit more about Christmas <laughs> ideas. Did you ask him where babies uh, come from? Oh, and then another one they gave me in this in the style of Alison Roman was cranberry orange galette with a spiced almond crust. I could see that from Alison. And I thought Roman. that sounds really yeah, nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. Brave of you. Alison Roman is known for her creative and flavorful recipes. They just sound the the like the preamble bit always sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it? Like a bit eye robot. Yes. Yeah, like speak like a normal person. Yeah. They sound like it's been like lobotomized. Um, <laughs> as I talked to Vic here, the sun has started. The rarely seen sun has started shining in the window and making me look like I'm on like um witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> like even one of those shows where you were yeah, talking out crime, against some kind of celebrity yeah, or a crime watch or something um <laughs> interesting yeah i mean you can imagine yeah you can imagine what where's this gonna go you can imagine <laughs> yeah, we, we can imagine all <coughs> do you want to tell us what you No, cooked? i'm all right thanks okay all right bye, bye. love you year. happy christmas <laughs> I um I guess I went on a similar journey to you. Um, I started by kind of asking. I think one of the ones I asked for. Well, after you got your poems out the way, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to see what it could do. Um, I wanted a, the occasional filthy limerick. <laughs> um, I asked it. I said, "Write me a recipe in the style of Nigel Slater." Was my first one. Mm. Gave me like a roasted vegetable and feta tart, which actually sounded quite nice. But it didn't do his, like... Yeah, it's quite American. It calls courgette zucchini. It does cups rather than grams a lot of the time. It didn't do his, like, iconic ingredient first and then, met, you know, quantity of after, yeah. um, which we know from him. And it, it was a bit uninspiring, and that's when I asked it to write me a poem instead in the style of Nigel Slater. Um, <laughs> I thought it would be interesting to kind of give it... A, I, I wanted as also I tried like a vegetarian Christmas main course. Um, Ooh. So I asked it to write me one in the style of Nigella. I didn't have like the chain of conversation that you do, so I think that's quite interesting. I think I just every time kind of like optimized my prompt. But she's she, this Nigella Lawson inspired. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll optimize your prompt, please. Um, it said for a Nigella Lawson inspired vegetarian Christmas main course, conjure a feast of comfort and flavor. And then it, it tells Ooh. you just to roast some vegetables, toss them in a cauldron <coughs> of olive oil. Um, and a, a cauldron? Yeah, a cauldron of aromatic olive oil, garlic, and a pinch of smo- smoked paprika for a sultry twist. And then it says, in, 
a sultry twist on roasted vegetables. <laughs> Roast, wow. Roasted vegetables have never been so sultry. <laughs> so, <laughs> embrace, embrace the sensuous side of the season with a velvety mushroom and chestnut stuffing, generously laced with fresh herbs. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if embracing the sensuous side of the season is with stuffing, but I mean, maybe. It is. And also, cauldron and laced. Nigella Lawson's not a witch. Like. <laughs> oh my god it's such witchy language um but then i thought what might be funny is to ask it to make something quite simple from someone mm-hmm. who's can't do things very simply and so i asked for a detailed recipe for christmas brussels sprouts in the style of thomas keller from the french laundry oh oh that isn't where i thought that was going where did you think it was going i thought it was going to otolenghi no i thought someone in the prompt of when we asked for ideas for the recipes she said something like the best recipes of the year and i wasn't allowed to talk about otolenghi so you've made me now it's just for that listener so you know that vic prompted me to mention his name but i wasn't going to mention his name for this whole episode and my New Year's resolution. Thomas Keller. Yes. Wow. And then... Ooh la la, as they well, say. Interesting you the should French say laundry. that. When the... Um, when you click... Because I did this on my phone in just like Safari. Um, it, the tab is called French Sprouts Elegance. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, I just... Bad name of the week. I thought this was funny. So it basically produced this recipe called Brussels sprouts with hazelnut brown butter. And I was like, interesting. Like you, we were talking about, this is why it's interesting. We both bought Brussels sprouts for 19p the other day. But um, I love sprouts and I agree that they're often not cooked very well or like overcooked. I like turkey. I like turkey, but it's always cooked badly. If you get turkey cooked well, that's why people don't like it because it's cooked badly. (laughs) that was a bad sentence sorry but you know what i'm saying Uh, do you when you say badly do you mean like dry uh, people cook it too dry yes do you have any tips for dry turkey um a wet turkey wet it you can brine it oh yeah you can dry brine it you um you probably don't need to cook it for as long as you Think, think you do also you don't need to cook the whole bird together oh, true. if you don't want to like you cut cut the legs off you know d- do it all in bits because then yeah. you're only cooking everything for as long as it needs to be cooked for and you're not just waiting for that middle breast bit <laughs> to be done yeah. um nobody needs you know that big shiny brown turkey in the middle of the table when it tastes like shit yeah. just anyway or that's what i think do a turkey crown right like a lot of people just do that do a turkey crown also uh we have sous vide a turkey crown before uh and it turns out great because it stays moist and that's a really good way of like if you're just you just want to do that and also it's good for like makes good sandwich meat when you like um sous vide it just gets that nice anyway fancy that's like thomas keller he would probably sous vide a turkey crown 
He probably would. Anyway, so it said, certainly, here's a detailed recipe for Christmas Brussels sprouts inspired by Thomas Keller's meticulous style. And everything I asked it for about Thomas Keller, because I asked for a veggie main as well, and it gave me this ridiculous Wellington, mushroom Wellington that must would have taken about five hours. Everything was like <laughs> meticulous techniques. That obviously, like, yeah, meticulous is the word that it associates with Thomas Keller. Yeah. But so in this recipe, you blanch a pound of Brussels sprouts trimmed and halved for three to four minutes until slightly tender but still vibrant green. And then you transfer them to an ice bath um, to stop the cooking process and drain and set aside. Well, that was quite chefy, quite Thomasy. Um, mm. And then you toast some hazelnuts. Uh, you paste them on a baking sheet, toast them in the oven for about 8 to 10 minutes until fragrant. You rub them in a clean kitchen towel to remove the skins, then roughly chop. Every single time I roast nuts that I need to take the skins off, I do this all the time. I'm such an idiot. You, know, I put them in like a clean tea towel because then you'll just yeah, rub them and then the skins come off. But I always forget that they're in there. And I'll pick it up like it's my normal tea towel, oh. and I whip them all over the floor. Oh. Which was <laughs> whipped hazelnuts. Whipped hazelnuts. <laughs> I was so angry. Anyway, I managed to pick them up. It was fine. I just cleaned the floor. It was okay. Um, then you, yeah, you chop them, set them aside. Then you brown some butter, um, and yeah, all the all the instructions were very correct and accurate and um, melt butter over medium heat continue cooking till it turns a rich golden brown color and develops a nutty aroma be vigilant to avoid burning and then it tells you to add olive oil into the brown bur- butter for a balanced flavor oh yeah. so this was half a cup of butter which i felt was too much later on sounds like a, it was a lot like and i didn't really cup it I didn't really cup it. I just eyeballed it. But I think I was even still conservative. It's hard to cup a bottle. It's so hard to cup <laughs> As they say. Um, <laughs> um, it, uh, it's very hard to cup butter. And then you basically, it tells you, I mean, I guess where the nuance is missed in the recipe writing of ChatGPT is like, it doesn't tell you then to just leave that brown butter in the pan and then... Um, add the rest of the stuff into it so like the step the steps are very separate it's like add olive oil to the brown butter for a balanced flavor and then like number four is like saute the brussels sprouts in a large skillet heat the brown butter and olive oil mixture it's like well no i don't need to heat it again it's there it's ready (laughs) silly little creature and then you add in sliced garlic two cloves of garlic thinly sliced into the brown butter and saute till fragrant so i was a little bit careful here because it was quite hot from the browning and nobody wants burned garlic so i kind of completely almost like turned off the heat and just let the garlic do its thing in the residual brown butter heat um but then into the garlicky brown butter olive oily mixture you add in the blanched brussels sprouts tossing them to coat them evenly in the brown butter mixture you season with salt and pepper to taste and you sprinkle in fresh thyme leaves over the f- Brussels sprouts. Ooh. You continue to saute until they develop a golden caramelization, which I did, Ooh. but I got a little bit impatient because it was taking ages. And there was so, there was quite a lot of butter. And it was obviously like kind of being absorbed into the little, you know, all the little grooves of the sprouts. And um... <laughs> Hannah just did a great action to, you know, simp- 
symbolize grooves of the sprouts. <laughs> grooves of the sprouts is our bad name of the week. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, it was kind of taken ages, but I kept like, yeah, yeah, stirring them quite high heat, letting the butter kind of all absorb. But it was, yeah, there was just a lot of butter, which made me think like, it was probably not inaccurate, right? Like all, everything, first of all, everything French yeah. and everything kind of like, Michelin almost is just like fucking tons of butter yeah. and salt. Um, so yeah, they were definitely mm. like browned, but not maybe like as deeply caramelized as they could have been. And then you stir in your chopped hazelnuts, lemon zest, and lemon juice for brightness. Mm. Taste and adjust the seasoning if necessary. And then it says transfer them to a serving platter, and optionally garnish with pomegranate seeds for a burst of color and flavor. Oh. So I had mi- missed that, and I didn't have any pomegranate seeds, but that definitely would have made the photo look better. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I just thought that was a fun little way to do yeah, like, fine dine Brussels sprouts, and it tasted. They tasted nice. They were a little bit overdone, I think, because mm. yeah, they probably when they were boiled even though I or blanched even though I had yes yeah, stopped the cooking process then like frying them again meant they cooked more and so they were probably could have mm. that probably could have been yeah could have boiled them for less time and so they retained more texture actually once you saute them in the brown butter um and the pomegranate seeds would have been nice but in theory, like the flavor balance did really work. Like the hazelnuts had a nice crunch. Nice. The lemon juice for like, yeah, a little bit of acidity. Um, just too much butter. But yeah, I thought that was... Um, yeah, it's definitely learnt, hasn't it? Like how to add, like put the flavors together. Yeah. Like chat GPT. Yeah, yeah not Thomas Keller. I think um, he kind of knows. Not Thomas Keller. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> He's useless. And for any listeners... He may as well be AI. <laughs> For any listeners who haven't listened to our French Laundry episode from the first season, please go back and do so. Don't. No! no do. Just don't it's get great. the book. Just listen to the episode. No, don't get the book. You have mine if you want it. <laughs> you just have to pay for postage. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a fun little... Yeah. Thing. I guess we have to like remember that none of these recipes have been tested. Like They're no. just AI recipes, yeah. right? So like, probably is too much butter because... Yeah. Because it is, because no one's ever tested it, apart from you. Yeah. I just don't know how I would use it going forward. Do you know what I mean? Like, because, say, mm. for example, you you have cranberries and you're just looking for a recipe to use. Can't you just Google cranberry recipes from Alison Roman? But I guess it's if she doesn't have any, right? Then it will kind of give yeah, you something similar. Yeah, she might not have similar. any. Yeah. And I guess it's like... um. I guess it narrows down the vastness of the internet. Yes, that's beautiful. Do you like to like? <laughs> Thank you. I, I'll say I'm selling that to ChatGPT. It's a big scary world out there. <laughs> um, um, and I guess it's like you know, it's it, it's no more reputable than any of the. But I feel like sometimes you 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 Google like cranberry recipes. Yes. I don't know for something and then it will just like throw these random blogs that you don't know who they are yeah and it and that's difficult <laughs> to know if it's a good recipe it's just it's so hard you know uh, whereas chat chat gbt is obviously much more reliable yeah. <laughs> being you know literally uh, just artificial <laughs> intelligence um we 
would love to hear your listeners' experiences with uh, we would GPT and yeah, are you skeptical? Do you want to use it? Do you think it would like narrow things down for you? Are you gonna use it after this episode? <laughs> Tell us your thoughts. I feel like it would be good for like weeknight dinner you know like oh i've got chicken thighs what i've got chicken thighs and sweet potatoes like what shall i make or something i don't know shall i write this down as i'll do a live test i've got chicken thighs and sweet potatoes what should i cook everyone's going to hear my um very excellent typing speed there um it says how about a comforting dish of roasted chicken thighs with sweet potatoes. <laughs> wow. What? This chat GPT. Um, yeah, there's literally nothing. Oh, there's some spices. Garlic, cloves, thyme, paprika, salt and pepper. Shall I ask chat GPT, who are the cookbook circle? <laughs> nice. I asked it actually about the cookbook circle and I was... Oh, uh, God. This is really hurtful. I asked it. <laughs> no, I said... What's a book the Cookbook Cycle podcast recommends? I don't have real-time data access, and my training only includes information up to uh, January 2022. Therefore, I cannot provide the latest recommendations on the Cookbook Cycle podcast. However, you can check the podcast website, social media pages, or other platforms. Yeah, this is brutal. It Uh says I'm not aware of any specific group or entity referred to as the Cookbook Cycle. (laughs) It's possible that new groups, communities, or initiatives related to cookbooks may have emerged since my last knowledge update in January 2022. Wow. What a humbling note to end on. Mm. Why hasn't it been updated since January 2022? I've been updated. Also, we existed in January 2022, so did we? Yeah, we did. We just existed in January 2021. (laughs) Who who, Hannah and Victoria from the Cookbook Circle? I'm not accepting this. Can we send? Let's let's get an email to OpenAI and be like, look, I know you're going through some stuff, (laughs) but um, well, absolutely not a Scooby Doo. Please add us into who we are. Don't you know who we are? Anyway, don't you? I'm gonna skim over this. Thank you. Dear listeners, for your dedication and loyalty throughout the year of 2023, we... This, is, this, this closing speech has been written by ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, let me write this. How to thank a podcast audience. <laughs> How to thank a podcast audience for their listenership. <laughs> this is so much fun. I basically don't have to use my brain at all. Um... That's the problem. Okay. Oh no, it's just giving me tips. It's saying personalized shout outs. Okay. Thank you, my immediate family. <laughs> um, thank you, our friends. Wow. No, it's this is no. Thank good. you to everyone who listens, though. Seriously. Yes. Um, you have made this year very fun, and we know at times we've been a little chaotic. <laughs> it's been the most chaotic year, uh, actually. It has really been a chaotic year, uh, but we are thrilled to still be doing this. And thank you for listening. Yes, we had our Spotify wrapped for the podcast recently. And it said that like 
we had our biggest jump of listeners, I think, this year. As in, like, this is the year that most new people have come to us, which oh. is really lovely. So thank Hi, you for people. listening. And that salt, fat, acid, heat, heat was our was the way that people had found us, and the like still the biggest episode, I think. So salty as the summer sea, lads. <sighs> salty as the summer sea. Stay salty. <laughs> That's our advice for twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> that is my advice for twenty twenty four. Um, we love you <laughs> we love you and thank you if you are a Patreon subscriber yeah. um, you guys are the best same goes we know we've been a bit chaotic over there but uh, we will be better this year yeah. promise we, will. we promise we love you thank you for we listening promise. we love you ha- have a great end of the year and a relaxing new year and tell us what cookbooks and we will be back. you get for Christmas tell us what cookbooks you get and we'll tell you what cookbooks we get and uh, we'll be back kind of mid-January. Yeah. We're going to have a bit of a, a break. rest. Yeah. And re- um, yeah, normality. Get yeah. on top of the chaos. Mm. We'll try. Mm. No promises. Okay, we'll love try. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review as it helps others to find us and enjoy us. You can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram, at Cookbook Circle, where you can also get in touch with us, let us know your thoughts, feedback, ideas for episodes, whatever you like. We really love to hear from all of you. So we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.